Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. This is David Hogan, and we're having another episode of Low Carb Eating. Today's title is The Case for Less Bad When It's Still Bad. Now, keto is a buzzword. It's a word that many people think um, has become bastardized. In other words, marketers in the food industry are using it as a marketing technique instead of it being a nutritional, ketogenic, true form of nutritious eating, a way to manage excessive carbohydrates, uh, start the road to reversing diabetes. Uh, But it's been around a while in the public side, and it's actually been around for a long time, all the way back to Banting's book on corpulence in the 19th century. Um, So it's nothing new. If you've done any research on low-carbohydrate eating, uh, you quickly will find out it was what they prescribed for diabetics before the invention of insulin Uh, at the beginning of the 20th century. So why do I call this the case for less bad when it's still bad? Diabetes type 2, we're talking about type 2, we're not talking about type 1, the autoimmune disease, where the pancreas simply doesn't make insulin and the patient has to have insulin. We're talking about type 2, which develops slowly over the years, Um, Everything I'm telling you comes from myself, a type 2 diabetic, that I consider myself a recovering carbohydrate addict because I have come off many medicines, lost lots of weight after decades of being a type 2 diabetic that was once on an insulin pump, uh, massive surgeries, complications, Uh, years of fighting this chronic disease using standard authorized medical treatments that for me just simply didn't work. The only thing that worked for me was watching my carbs. So let's get back to the title of this show, The Case for Less Bad When It's Still Bad. Um, It is hard to go to a straight ketogenic diet when you've been filling your body full of excessive carbohydrates pretty much your whole life. And there's a lot of controversy over this. Uh, If you actually dive in and start doing a deep dive into the research, you're going to see the controversy is pretty much ill-founded. Carbohydrates matter. Uh, Diabetes, type 2 diabetes, is a metabolic condition that is absolutely impacted by carbohydrates. Now, you can roll in all the other factors you want, genetics, this, that, the other, but the simple fact that cannot be disputed is when you eat carbohydrates, it raises your blood sugar and triggers an insulin response to react to it. Now, today's show is not about how 
it took you years to get into this situation. You probably had pre-diabetes before type 2 diabetes. You probably had insulin resistance before that. You probably, for most of your life, if you were eating the SAD diet, that is a, quote, standard American diet, acronym SAD, you probably had a hyperinsulinemia. And that is where there is way too much insulin in your body because you've been stuffing your body with excess carbohydrates. Now, we could have a whole show for hours on how in the 19th century the amount of sugar that an entire family used uh, was unbelievably low compared to what just one person uses now or get into things like showing that a typical uh, Coke-type soda has uh, nine teaspoons of sugar. We could go on and on and on and on and on with that. And there are deniers of carbohydrate addiction and the fact that carbohydrates impact diabetics. They impact people that aren't yet diabetics, but maybe they impact people that will never be a diabetic, but they do impact blood sugar. That is undisputed. It's the very definition of diabetes. It's a sugar disease. It used to be called the rich man's disease because the only people that could afford sugar were the rich. Well, now the tide is turned and carbohydrates are the Cheap staple, macaroni and cheese, starches, refined carbohydrates, pastas, crackers, cookies. And then you have all these other things that get added in there that are not good for your health, like vegetable oils that are in everything, high fructose corn syrup. And I digress. I'm moving away. Let's get back to less bad. Now, when you're transitioning Many people will try the cold turkey, and some people love it. Some people it works for us. Some people it doesn't. Some people go into a straight limit carbs under 20 grams a day, under 50 grams a day. Some pick 100 grams a day. It is certainly lower than what just infuriates me. The American Diabetes Association has recommended from the time I was diagnosed in the year 2000, when one of their classes, their education classes, told me not to exceed 45 grams of carbohydrate per meal, including that same amount for two snacks a day. That's over 200 grams of carbohydrates. That's a lot of carbohydrates, a ton of carbohydrates. So less bad, transitioning. There are some keto products that can help you to get rid of excessive carbohydrates. But let's stop right there for a second, and let's talk about less bad. The big thing I believe, and many believe, and researchers believe, and science believes, get rid of the sugar. That's the first thing you need to get rid of. Sure, potatoes are bad, and they'll all break down and eventually become glucose and things of that nature, and you'll have everybody telling you a calorie is a calorie, a carb is a carb, and it's just not true. I strongly suggest you read Gary Taub's book, Good calories, bad calories. After you finish his book there, jump over to Why We Get Fat, What to Do About It, 
didn't read his book, The Case Against Sugar, didn't read The Case for Keto. That's four books of very good reading, and they're excellent on Audible as well. The narrator he chose is superb. So I strongly say you go there. So back to why I think less fat is good. You've probably figured out transitioning. Until you can get to where you're limiting carbohydrates, excessive carbohydrates, and trust me, I know, I ate plenty of excessive carbohydrates. But here's the sad thing. Back when Ansel Keys wrote his New York Times article and People saw it like my poor mother who was trying to feed six people in a household in the 60s and was cooking bacon and eggs, something that humans had been eating for millions of years, meat and eggs. It's not like we had to invent them or come up with a recipe for them. It was a mainstay of our existence. Well, when Ansel Keys, and I'm, I could make a whole show on him and a few other so-called researchers that ignored data, manipulated data, and did other things and changed the way we viewed nutrition in America and started vilifying fat, which is benign to a diabetic. Uh, that's a whole other story, another show, we'll get into that too, but less bad. My mother... And what mother would not have done this? Bought into this good old grains and cereal are heart healthy and good for you. And she threw away the bacon and the eggs and the sausages. And we started getting a good old bowl of sugary poison cereal. Now, that's not all we got. We didn't just get milk with it, skim milk or reduced fat milk. We took away probably the good part of milk. Now, milk's a whole other subject, lactose, all kind of things there. But my point is we moved people into indulging in excessive amounts of carbohydrates. And then once high fructose corn syrup was invented, it was a cheap way to sweeten things, uh, to extend their shelf life. It was invented in Japan. Even Earl Butts, the commissioner of agriculture, met with the Japanese to figure out how to use corn and to get it as an agricultural product in America that could be used extensively for our grain industry. And it got put in everything. So if you're going to do something less bad, Let's do something for the children. Cut the sugar out. Now, you may not be able to cut the potatoes and the pasta and bread and things like that, although you can work on that. That's a whole other show. But get rid of the sugar. Stop the sugary drink. Stop the sugary cereal. Look at the label ingredients and see how much sugar it is. Now, that's not to say it doesn't have a bunch of other crap in the ingredient list. But if you cut out sugar, sugar is worse than carbs. Sugar is refined. Uh, Like I said, read Gary Tom's book, The Case Against Sugar. Now, I'm going to give you one example. As a young man, um, I was very athletic. I was trim, fit as a fiddle. Anybody that knows me know that. Uh, Even in elementary school, I was voted most athletic. I always made all-stars. Uh, played varsity football, 
um, was brought up as a freshman, started as a sophomore. I was very athletic. But when I was 13 years old, I did a deadlift weight technique that tore a hernia. And I also got a hydrocell. So I had a hernia and a hydrocell. Went to Lloyd Nolan Hospital. That was back in the day when after they did surgery on you, they kept you a week as opposed to hey, when they run you out of there. Well, the doctor finally came in a couple of days after the surgery, and he said, well, I'm sorry, David. The surgery took longer uh, than we thought, so you're going to have to stay in here a few more days longer. Uh, and the reason was we ran into a lot of fat. And I looked at the doctor, and I said, what are you talking about? I'm not fat. It's not an ounce of fat on me. He said, no, I'm talking about visceral fat. Now, this was in the early 70s. I didn't know what he was talking about. I said, what is visceral fat? He said, well, that's fat around your organs in your stomach. You can't see it, but it's inside there. And I just wrote that off. My parents wrote it off. That was back in the day where you never questioned the doctor. And the doctor never said anything to me about, you know, that's a sign of obesity coming. That's a sign of excessive carbohydrates. What's the point I'm trying to make? The point I'm trying to make is sugar and excessive carbohydrates starts on you at an early age. And if you're letting your children just fast in all this sugar, you're setting them up for failure. So do things that are less bad. Maybe a sausage biscuit is less bad than a bowl of 44-carb sugary, terrible cereal. So every little thing you can do to help kids helps. It will and talk to them. Uh, don't necessarily believe this nutrition about a balanced diet. Do your research. But I can tell you this, and many other people can tell you this, kick the sugar. Sugar should never be anything but a treat. Help your kids out. Don't set them up to fail. Thanks for listening. I hope your health is always positive, and God bless you always.